Hello, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio. Um, we are we're here in Dallas, obviously. The weather is supposed to be almost seventy today again, but tomorrow evening, I guess we're supposed to get a a really significant cold front with possibilities of sleet and ice, which is which is always fun, isn't it, Monica? <laughs> yes, it's so fun. I guess the one time I'm kind of thankful that I can't go anywhere. <laughs> well, I'm curious as to who who's going to be taking the dogs out in this weather since you can't get out. Well, I have to say that I live with some champs in that regard. And Olivia, she she's so faithful about that. And I... I she she heads downstairs to take the walk, and I'm always better bump. And she comes back up, and I say, "How was it?" Oh, it was fine. I think she's more like you in that regard. That she's she's not as affected by the freezing cold like her mother is. <laughs> I mean, how many times have I barked at you for being in the freezing cold, oh. below freezing, and you don't even have a coat on? Yeah, that's true. And you always say, well, I grew up in this, and I guess you're used to it, but you're a Texan, just FYI. Oh, I know that. You're officially I mean... a Texan. You can deny it all you want, but <laughs> how many years have you been here? <laughs> oh, boy. It's in your blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's, it's just funny to me because... Um, um, it, there's just a, there's an indescribable anticipation in the Metroplex area whenever an event like this is possible. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it, uh, it'll be fun to see how it all plays out. Of course, after last year, with the great freeze and power brownouts and all kinds of other challenges we had, um, this is probably going to be a a walk in the park, as it were. That's right. That's right. No burst pipes and water. It's like a river. <laughs> well, we can we can believe for that, of course. I I was uh, watching with great interest in uh, what happened in my the city of my birth of Pittsburgh and that bridge collapsed. Oh yeah, that was and, awful. Oh yeah, nobody nobody was killed, and um, schools were delayed that day because of some some bad weather, and otherwise there'd have been a lot. A lot more traffic on that bridge when it happened, but um, I watched uh, yesterday. They had a massive crane that lifted up that double bus, <laughs> lifted it up out of that canyon, and uh, swung it back around onto the road. It was amazing to see that, but. Um, but anyway, 
we hope you're doing well wherever you are. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, Monica? Do you, do, you, do you still have family that lives in Pittsburgh? My nephew, my oldest sister's son, lives in... Uh, he lives kind of almost on the West Virginia border, but he lives in Pennsylvania. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of contact with him, which I haven't for decades. But, um, but other than that, no, I don't, I don't have any relatives now that, that live, that live there, which is kind of weird to me. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of odd. But as you said, my home is has been here and is here now, and um, and in truth, my my family is is the Saints. <laughs> so <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, there is your your sister. Would it be those that are doing the will of God? I've it seems I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> that's right. Um. But anyway, uh, tell us the the latest uh, on your uh, on your scenario, if you would. Well, I I am four weeks in, and I saw the doctor last week on Wednesday, and I got a good report. They're not going to attempt to put a plate in or do any kind of surgery. I'm just going to the bone is just going to repair itself. It's already begun that process, and so I am just gradually, actually beginning yesterday, starting to put a little bit of weight on it when I walk with my crutches. I did that yesterday, and then I hate to report that I could hardly sleep last night because it was hurting so bad, but I do know that as the bone begins to repair itself, I think the healing process is painful. And so I don't want to be discouraged. I want to be encouraged and know that the Lord is, he's got this. And so, yeah, so that I got a good report. I was very thankful for that. I would honestly, I think I was t maybe telling you this. I, while I was waiting for my doctor to come in after the x-ray, he's usually pretty quick to come in and it took him like 15 minutes and I, honestly almost started having an anxiety attack <laughs> yeah. i mean my heart started racing because i thought i'm not prepared for him to give me news that is going to delay this process or anything that i'm i don't want to hear so i just i had to really get above that and it's just so it's so interesting how we can get in the flesh with that kind of stuff but um so when he walked in and and gave me the report. I was so incredibly thankful and relieved because I know that God is in this and um, I, he didn't cause this to happen, but I know that he's right in the middle of it. So I'm very thankful for that. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, well, that's, that's a good report. I'm, we're all very encouraged by that. Um, we continue to pray for you. Thank you. You know, because because we've got. Uh, let's see. Today is February first, so 
We've got what six weeks before seminar, so you've got to be up and I don't want to say running, but you've got to be <laughs> mobile by then. Well, I have four to six weeks to go, and I'm believing for the four. But I do believe that by within four weeks, I'll definitely be back on my feet. So, what that looks like, I don't know. But and I'm on my feet. I mean, I I just don't go very far. So, and I have help with my crutches, which are an interesting <laughs> way to walk. But I'll definitely be present and in the midst. I'm excited about this seminar. It's, you know, it's interesting with each seminar. We've done this for so many years and it's never, they're never the same, which of course the Lord is, is always taking us into um, a new depth of his ways. And, and so there's always just suddenlies and there's always unexpected things. And there's, he's just so good to surprise us. And I never want to lose that expectation or that sense of expectancy and wonder to know how he's going to manifest himself. But even leading into a seminar, every single time it's different. The preparation is different. The atmosphere is different because it's just a line upon line building upon. And, and we have to be so um, open to a fresh move of the spirit and new ways God's going to manifest himself and new revelations he's going to pour into us and new ways he's going to meet with us and new ways he's going to pray to us. And so that's really been so much of my prayer last weeks as I, as I start sowing into this gathering spiritually is that we would be so, our eyes would be wide open and we would just enter in with just incredible wonder and expectation for just a, uh, an incredible visitation, but it even it's not even a visitation. It's 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 stepping into a deeper awareness of who he is and how he's moving. And so, I'm excited. Well, I'm glad for that <laughs> because uh, this is uh, this is going to be a very interesting gathering, and I. I, I I don't have any record of what we've said going into the other gatherings, which have been many, as you said earlier. But this one, I, I just feel so... Uh, there's an anticipation, but I also feel opposition in ways that I've never never felt before and it, it's it's kind of a, a personal type of a of an onslaught uh, well obviously you this attack that came against you physically um, there are a lot of good things that are happening but you know our enemy is just I guess the the truth of it all is is that our enemy just has tried every way that he can to stop 
the calling that God has given to us as saints. And um, we just we just want to be effective for our Father. And I, I don't know what God may ask of us in regard of, in regard to prayer uh, in anticipation of the gathering. But it's 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 a very um, under the radar kind of a like a suppression type of a thing, and it's very very peculiar. But I think it's in I think it's in alignment with what has been being released against our country and against so many places in the world over these past couple of years. And I, I, I do believe, as we said not long ago, beginning two years ago, that um, there are measures of opposition that are, are active now that we've never had to face before. And, and you don't want to give, you don't want to give too much attention to the enemy or make it about him. But but then again, you don't want to be ignorant. You you and that's part of what understanding the times, which is our title, is about. Because if you if you don't have a grasp of what's going on, you're just you're just like a leaf in the wind. So we need to be made of quick understanding. You know. I think it's a very, I think the preparation is very, like you said, it's personal. And I think that our faith has been tried and continues to be tried to see the pressures of the things that we face personally and as a body. But, you know, I know that I'm, I am only, a, I am only as good to the body as I am individually before the Lord. And so there's a strengthening and a girding up of our faith and of who we are. And not only that, but in our faith, believing who God is. And I mean, he's the Lord of hosts. He's, <laughs> he's, he is sovereign over all things and, and over the enemy. And, and he has overcome the world. I mean, he told us that. And so... I think in a lot of ways, it, this preparation really requires a lot of personal pursuit and because you're going to have quick understanding through knowing him. And I just feel like there's a, a depth of knowing him that he's drawing us into that is just pretty much beyond at least what I've known. And and it I mean it covers the whole gamut of the Lamb to the high priest to the the Lord of hosts to every part of his identity and who he is and the sovereignty and it's through that. And so I mean he's the one that spoke to the storm and the winds and the waves were still. 
And so I just feel like there's something in us that he's, he's saying to us, you know, peace, be still, be still and know that I am God and, and to approach from that regard. And, you know, I, I, I referenced having an anxiety attack a couple of days ago, but something that was very personal to me. And I know what that anxiety can do. I mean, it was like, if that happened, I think for me personally to realize what anxiety and worry and the things of this world, things that are going on around us can affect us. And he's saying to us, you know, peace be still and let your heart be still and be anxious for nothing, but enter in just knowing. And I'm just, I'm really thankful for that because so much fun. And, and too, another key thing I think is he's, he's really calling us to listen, like you said, and um, to do a whole lot more listening than talking, <laughs> which is hard for some people, but um, yeah, so it's good. It's good. I kind of went off on a tangent there, but. No, that's good. We need some tangential thought. <laughs> um. Well, that that that's a, that's a good word of encouragement for all of us. I I know it's, you know there's so there's so many unique things that are happening. You know, uh, we got word that our sister Olivia Zephus has is a granddaughter uh, has a grandson now, yeah. and um, we're we're happy to congratulate her and her daughter and her husband. Um. Of course, uh, little Levi Arroyo is growing. <laughs> He's really growing, uh, and there's uh, there's a measure of excitement there. I know that uh, you know there are a lot of new things that are happening in a lot of people's lives. Blessings that God's pouring out on so many of the saints and we're very grateful for that oh, absolutely absolutely um, i've had the privilege to pray with with our saints in port saint john over and what we all have over some of the challenges that they face over a couple of from praying with feeling so much better I know she's listening, so Robin, we love you and um, the strength that you're gaining and um, just continue to pray for you. And I know Pastor Larry's feeling better. I don't think that he's 100% yet, but he's he's getting there and that's a huge, huge testimony. And then yesterday I was able to pray with Vicki and Kim for her sister because her sister is now in the hospital. And we don't know Kim's sister, but she has been a great blessing to this network in several different ways where she has sewn into it um, completely with us being unaware. And so it's been a, a privilege to be able to pray for her as she's dealing with challenges in her body. So, and it's her from Stan, which is really interesting because... Um, that seems to be 
wave is attacking in several of our saints. Uh, would, I'm sorry, would you repeat what you just said? You said it's you were talking about what has come against her. It, you cut out, and I want to make sure everybody hears that. Oh, the is from what they from what they understand. I think they're doing further tests today, but the root of it is an issue in her liver. Okay. And so I was just saying that that just seems to be a way that the enemy's been attacking. And I, you know, I remember years ago when we went into um, Bordeaux, and we were had the blessing and privilege to pray over Miriam's father, who was a great man of faith. And um, and I remember just prophesying into that about uh, just the purpose of the Lord and what he was doing in the midst of him overcoming what he was overcoming. And I don't know, I just know that the, the Lord is really empowering us to overcome. And so we certainly speak that into both Robin and into Kim's sister. Amen. And all of the saints that are struggling physically. Yes. Yes. We, we, uh, we're very grateful for the way that the Lord always preserves us and leads us along. But um, we need um, we need greater acuity in, in being able to, again to discern. We we need to we need the the gift of of discerning. And these are all things that you know. I know God wants us to um, to consider when we come together. Um, but how i guess the question for me is how does he want us to seek him regarding them because it's not just that you know we need to teach on this uh, what does he require during this time for us to come before him and enter into it and maybe even demonstrate it those those are the key things and and i don't think it's as simple as just putting uh, putting forth some kind of a a program for it or laying hands on people for it I mean it's this is a very personal pursuit because everybody is different and everybody discerns differently but also according to their their callings and their giftings from God so um, but but to be able to be of quick understanding and discerning and understanding the times are things that we we absolutely have to have and a part of that is discerning what's going on when a physical challenge comes you know what 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 is the root of it perhaps even prophesying what God's going to do through it. I think in in the past, obviously in the church, we just we want to learn how we can have the oomph and the power to just get rid of it. And that's great. But as as we've learned, God 
uses things for the good. And and if we don't learn anything, then, you know, it would be like, you know, in any kind of challenge in life, if somebody just comes and provides the answer for you, you don't learn anything. You learn how to get it, but you don't learn and grow. And God is so much about training us and guiding us in his ways that um, if we just look for for the result or for the power to eradicate, we're really missing the essence of what it means to walk in the Lord. You know, I, as I pray for you, I'm, I'm asking God, Lord, what what is there that you want Monica to emerge from this really unusual moment in her life? What do you want her to emerge with? Well, how do you, how do you want her to come out from this? And what do you want to be investing in her and developing in her during this time? And I'm certainly praying for that. And But I think like so often when we pray for people, just like if we have a meeting here and we're laying hands on people or we hear of some issue that's attacking a person, we pray for them. We should do that. I'm not minimizing that. But I think I think the enemy needs to pay for everything that he tries to do. And I think I think we should there's a crown that comes to overcoming. It's not just overcoming. You overcome and you gain a crown. And I think I think God wants us to really recognize that that crown of authority, that crown of understanding, that crown of expansion it's not just the overcoming it's the crown and 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 being able to determine what what the what the uh, the ramifications of that crown what what is the what are, what are the capacities of it um that that if we know that then we can begin to speak into that. And we can maybe even counsel into that. You know, I believe that during this time, God's wanting to do this in you. And in order for that to happen, you've got to partner with him in it. That would be invaluable information. Don't you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I listen, I'm in, right in the midst of it. And I, I feel like this has been such a long, 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 season where we've all faced trials I and mean, we've all faced pressures and things like that that if you don't learn to 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 acknowledge and receive God in the midst of them because I mean he wants to use all things for his good purpose he I know there's always a purpose there for whatever we walk journey with him and whatever he allows us to walk through he wants to teach us he wants us to understand like you said and and you know i look at where i am today and me the enemy would win if i stepped out of the season and i had not gleaned 
and learned and grown and come out from this place of of affliction. And so, you know, it reminds me of just our our study, our so many studies about just Issachar and about understanding the times and the reality that, you know, we can understand the times, we can even understand what the Bible says. But unless we unless we understand and can respond and act on behalf of what God has revealed to us in the kingdom, then what what was it worth? And so it's just recognizing that his good purpose is in the midst of it. And we just have to press in to glean no matter what it is, no matter if it's a nation, if it's a national thing, you know, that God, you know, no matter or a personal thing, it's, it, it's all about him turning it to his good purpose and how we partner with him in the midst of that and out of it. And so to me, that's understanding the times. That's mm-hmm. okay. I'm here. This is where God has me. Okay, Lord, what is your purpose in this? And then for me to listen and hear and tr- my heart to try to align myself with what he has ordained for this moment from his throne to work through me so that I can come out on the other side fruit. And it's, it, it's like, it's like if we receive a crown of authority on behalf of what we've overcome in the midst of the trial, that is new fruit. That is increased authority. That is the application of his good purpose in whatever way that he wants it to manifest. And that's why everything that we've walked through for the last 25 years has been for a purpose. And even the really hard things that you have faced, that I have faced, that all of us have faced, um, I'm just thankful for where we are today. Yeah. And, you know, you think about Issachar, and I'm just pulling from past teachings and studies that, I mean, so much of it is about the structure being strong enough and God knows that he knows your strength he he and that's why we acknowledge in his strength because his strength is strong enough to bear the burden he calls us to carry to to be able to overcome and succeed and be able to triumph so it's just, wow. <laughs> it's good. Hey, amen. Well, you know, I, when I got up this morning, um, I was reminded that this day, February 1st, was a significant day. Um, yep. 19 years ago, the, the space shuttle Columbia had a disaster and disintegrated here o- over Texas. And, um, and I remember what I was doing on that day. It was our friends from the assemblies had, had, uh, <laughs> had asked me not to be, uh, 
present in uh, the church for for that weekend. It, that wasn't a Sunday, but it was uh, that weekend. And I, I I remember on that day I heard from Robert Fulton. I also heard from our our friends, uh, the prophets at Christian International, and uh, that was a really odd time. And plus that explosion over. Texas with that catastrophe for the Columbia 2003 wow isn't that something I remember that weekend because actually Noah was in the hospital and I remember so vividly what was coming against you and there I was with him at Children's Hospital and he was going to have to spend the night because his immune system was so weakened I mean another attack of the enemy and, but, but add this to that, Pastor. Last night I got a text from my sister and she said, Monica, today's my 25th anniversary with Jesus. And so 25 years ago was that first bus trip to Brownsville. Wow. And she, I mean, she marked that day because that was the day where she met Jesus, I think for the first time <laughs> on that bus. And think about that. That was January the 30th. Wow, 25 years ago, my gosh. Of those listening that were actually on that bus, happy anniversary for whatever it is God did in your life on that trip. Whoo, (laughs) she whiz. Yeah, I remember. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that interesting? 25 years ago. And I know that wasn't the weekend that you guys initially went to Brownsville. That was when you took um, a big part of the congregation. Yeah. And that that weather was so, it was a Florida winter. I mean, it was raining, remember? And um, what a a weird time. (laughs) So so this date that yesterday and today is really significant. I didn't realize that. January 30th. Or was it the 31st? 31st, I'm sorry. 31st. It was Yeah. Well, then we should expect something very, very much phenomenal right now, shouldn't we? Yeah, everybody needs to go find the river and <laughs> Good things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gee. I know, I'm I, I wasn't on that first trip because I was pregnant and there was some reason why I wasn't able to go. Um, I second trip much to, I think, Pastor Paul's <laughs> demise. Oh, that's when he took the van full, right? He took the van full and seven month pregnant woman that had to, to make a stop every <laughs> two hours. It took us like 25 hours to get home. I think if he, if he didn't like like give me the left foot of fellowship by the time we got home, I I was I was favored and chosen because. But what happened, and I think I've told this story before, is that on my bus that he was driving, it was mostly women. I mean, it was ninety percent women. There might have been two men on the bus, and so they got wind of the fact that I had to stop and go to the restroom. I had to tell Paul because. It's seven months pregnant or even more 
you, um, you, when you gotta go, you gotta go, right? And so I would try to strategically time it. But what they realized, what all the other women realized is that they knew that if they just watched the clock, that eventually within a few minutes, Monica would be the one that would say, Pastor Paul, can we stop? And so the challenge was is that we'd stop and all 20 of us would get off and stand in the restroom line. And so every stop took like 45 minutes. <laughs> and then everybody would, it would usually be like a gas station or a convenience store. Everybody would go and buy their drinks <laughs> and their snacks and get back on the bus and start drinking their Slurpees. And then they'd wait for me to say, Pastor Paul, I have to stop. So I took one for the team that trip. <laughs> my god i don't know why i wasn't on that trip i'm i'm not sad that i missed it <laughs> i guess i guess probably there there was already opposition happening here at the church and so i thought i better stay or there may not be a place to come back to oh my goodness well there's your problem right there everybody kept topping off the tank you know that's right that's right oh gosh that's some funny stuff. Wasn't that that trip, uh, let's not mention any names, where there was a woman who was also hearing from God and she had to pontificate prophetically with her helper uh, at the restaurants? Was that that trip? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's another reason I'm glad I wasn't on it. <laughs> um, every, every. Oh. Every Waffle House. Yeah. Was, oh, um, my goodness. Yeah, and that was actually that was actually the time where I actually got to know Sandra and Barry. I did not know Sandra and Barry personally at that time. And the positioning of our, our condo, um, I ended up sharing a condo with them. And it was it was really sweet to we have some funny stories that i won't share on the air but if anybody ever wants to hear just come find me because hilarious things that happened in our condo but yeah so that was that was a blessing yeah i remember we we got very familiar with the people that ran the residence inn and um there was another one but the residence inn was the main one we tried to get because um, you know, we were familiar with it. It was very comfortable. It wasn't just a hotel room. Um, but anyway, little did we know going all those times to Florida, whether it was there or to CI, that we would be one day having such tremendous, uh, unity with our Saints Network family who are in Florida now, who we didn't know at all at that time. I'm so thankful. Listen, I'm, I'm so thankful for our Florida Saints. They are, God has truly given us, well, for all of our Saints. I mean, I know Olivia's listening in Switzerland and Vicky's listening. Um, 
I don't know who else is listening. Julia is listening. She messaged me earlier today. We just are so incredibly thankful for each and every one of you and for what you represent um, to this body and to the saints and to the kingdom, to the Lord. I just can't even imagine walking this walk without you all. And, you know, it's funny because being dis rather distant right now, I mean, I have not been in the sanctuary in four weeks. And that, that I think is a record. Yeah, it is. And my heart aches about that. But at the same time, by the grace of God, I feel more connected with the saints. And just like you originally said, my my sisters and brothers in Christ, I mean, I just, greater love has no, I mean, it's it's truly the greater love. And I'm so thankful that you have laid down your life to do his goodwill and purpose on behalf of this message and his will. And it's just amazing to me. So, well, it's, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I've really been praying about the next phases of what it is that God is wanting from all of us. And um, uh, I know that we are continually looking toward what we need to do and travel becomes possible for us internationally. But beyond that, you know, this past Sunday we we presented something during our Sunday school hour and we're so grateful for those of you who were able to join with us. Uh, and, uh, you know, I taught on that really old topic, you know, un unknown tongues, which for us is really old. There were some new things in it, but for people who are in other countries, not all other countries, but in some of the other countries, they've never had any teaching at all on that. And, but then I, I, you know, since that, I've been praying, Lord, I, you know, I'll just be honest with you, and I'm not saying this for any purpose. I think it went, I think it went okay, but I wasn't really happy with, with what, what happened. And, um, because I thought, I'm not sure that this is all we're supposed to be doing. I, I know that we have to do these kinds of teachings so that pastors and leaders and those who are studying the word, it's not just, you just don't want to give them a sermon. They have to understand what the word says because they're going to be teaching it and living it. Everybody should want it. But I know, you. we both know, as well as we're talking right here, that the bane of a lot of Christians is that they just want to be entertained or they want it in, you know, that kind of a thing, real flashy. And they don't really want to get in and, and be established in the in the fundamental things of the Word, which to me is dangerous, but I know people are that way. So then I started watching, and I've seen these before, like the, the, the five-minute clips on Prager University. And, you know, it's, it's not real flashy, but it's graphics and... They're teaching a subject really quick and 
people can get it in and out. And I thought, Lord, we probably need to have that too to put in the hands of people who, you know, there's a lot of people who aren't good students. They ought to be, but they're not. There's some people that never really had any education. And for them, the idea of study is like traveling to Mars. Um, and, and I don't know that we have, I don't know that we're putting, we, we've got to also have something for, what is a good euphemism? It's more like, it's educational on pneumatikos principles, but for people that can barely read. We've got to have that too, and I don't know how to do that. I'm not trying to add more work, but um, I, I, I knew I, I knew after what I did on Sunday, and of course you know me. I don't like teaching old stuff. I don't. I I I'm just honed toward cutting into something new. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta realize. I mean, when you were teaching that, it was new. I mean, I've heard that message a hundred times at least publicly. And it was new. And and all I could think was, first of all, this message never gets old. Because it's alive. And yeah. every time you teach it, even though you don't have passion, God speaks something fresh and new through you. And so, well, you never I, really say it's old stuff. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> but but the point, the point, though, for me is, and I do really thank you for that, but the point for me is that I know that what we did and then what will be translated from that is not going to be what a lot of people need. And we've got to we've got to produce something additionally um for that clientele you know, like like a five minute bullet point. God wants you doing this, and and I'm, this is not what it would be. But God wants you to 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 accept this from Him, and if you do that, this is what it's going to do, and that's what it's going to do, and that's what it's going to do, and it's just like a recap, but in a in a way that is, I don't want to say entertaining, but something that can grab that uh, can capture the attention of people that maybe they their little gray cells aren't as developed we've we know we know a lot of we've faced a lot of people like that and they they don't understand what in the world we're talking about but yet the spirit binds them to us and they're devoted and we appreciate that but but they need to they need to have to whatever degree they can accept it well, that's not a good word. Whatever the way they can understand it communicates with them. And I don't think we have that right now, and we need to believe for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I did. I did oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You cut yeah. out, and I didn't know you were speaking. No, I think that I think the best thing that, that we can do on that end is help them apply it. And... It, because unless you actually apply it, 
it doesn't become real. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just words. It's just, and so there's so much about the application. And we talked this so many, I just feel like there's a, a, a way that it can be simplified and applied. And then that becomes layer, you know, line upon line, layer upon layer as you, as you simplify it. But I've told so many times, I feel like we need to not only do the teachings that we do now, which are minimum, but we also start putting out short segments of teachings, whether it's once a week or a couple times a week. And this is one of the things I love about voices is that, you know, it started out being an hour and now we've got it to where some of them are 12 minutes long. Some of them are 15 minutes long. So you pop it in and you listen to it on your way to work or, while you're getting ready or whatever, it's just, it's a quick, it's a quick thing. Um, Cause some people just don't take the time to sit down with a pen and, you know, to take notes and to get their Bible out. They're just listening. And I know that I can listen to a message and I know the, the seed goes into my spirit, but if I don't actually apply it as I'm listening, then it goes in one ear, you know, it's in my head, it goes in one ear and out the other, in my spirit, it's in there until I actually it and, and live it. And I actually process it and, and, and live it, that it actually it sticks. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I remember being in school and I remember going through high school and I never studied. I went to public school. It was easy. It was fun. You know, I just, I kind of breezed through. And then I got to college. And I mean, I was slammed the first week of college because I realized I did not know how to study. I did not know how to learn from studying. And and I, I had to go through this whole process of learning how to um, process information in a, in a, in a way that was meaningful because I wasn't going to survive school college if I did not learn how to, or make myself, because that's just being lazy. The first way, the second way is applying yourself to actually learning. And that, that is, I mean, that is discipleship. That yeah. is so anyway. Yeah. Well, that, that yeah, that's interesting. I think we all face that. You know, just like there's a couple things. I know we've got 10 minutes left, but uh, that passage in John where Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive the Holy Ghost, and then he talked about the forgiveness of sins. Uh-huh. You know, honestly, that always kind of baffled me because I thought, you know, you see Benny Hinn's meetings and he's blowing on people, and I'm not making fun. I'm just saying um i i never really recognized that that was the son of god risen from the dead so he was acting more he was he was in human flesh he's already given up the spirit so this was god you know because at the cross he gave up the ghost and this was god the slain lamb talking to these guys in human form, and he breathed on them and said, "Receive the Holy Ghost." and And I know that probably signified the igniting 
of the born-again spirit, probably, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, I never really thought about that before. But then, you know, I've been reading a lot of stuff lately. Um, and, and like I, my friend who I've talked about many times, who since died, he's, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but he sent me a, a document that he was doing on behalf of the assembly's headquarters where they, he was, he was investigating what different denominations felt the initial evidence of being filled with the spirit was, which the assemblies say it's speaking in tongues. And he, he, he included this discussion by the lead theologian for the uh, Pentecostal holiness people, the oneness people. And then even he had a, a document that Larry Hurtado sent who was raised in Pentecost, but then now was an Anglican. And, and it was really interesting to read these various viewpoints. And, um, and I think I think that we we are we saints we speak in tongues we speak in diversities of tongues, so I am not I am not in any way diminishing that gift. I believe every Christian should be speaking in tongues, and but I knew a lot of believers in the assemblies who spoke in tongues and said they were filled with the Spirit, and I knew. God is my witness from watching them and being around them. They had, they, <laughs> if they were filled, there must have been a big hole in their bucket because they were as bone dry in the things of the spirit as, as, uh, as could be. And there are a lot of dimensions of the activity of the spirit that are listed in the scripture that I think we need to become scripturally and perceptively familiar with because those things are happening in people or not happening in people. And um, I took us way off of track, didn't I? No, no, it's interesting. I was reading these oneness people. I was reading this document that was sent to my friend Gary from their chief theologian at their seminary. And I didn't realize that those folks believe that unless unless you accepted Jesus, were baptized in Jesus' name, and received the Spirit through speaking in tongues, that you really weren't you really weren't born again. I didn't I did not recognize that they believed that. That you had to have all three of those things, or you, or ah, man, oh man. There's just a lot of people with a lot of divergent viewpoints, and we we have to believe the truth because we have. If you go out in the spirit realm, you invade these nations, and you're you're holding on to some faulty perception. You're going to be obliterated. You just are. So it's a good thing. I and you've been on the forefront of teaching these things. So many of our saints, pastors, and leaders, you're teaching them in prayer groups and in your churches. 
And we all just bond together to be able to speak the truth of the word, I mean the real truth of the word, and to, as the Spirit guides us, we, we understand things that to do and to teach. We, we, we understand what's really the validity of walking in God. And that's really what we have to do. We, as we make disciples, we can't just go on in and have big meetings and impart stuff. We, we've got to be able to teach, thus says the Lord. And you now you, you must know it too. And here it is. And to do it on various levels to the, to the people that really want to go deeper into the word, but to, to bring that depth into people who, you know, I, I went to school with people, you did too, and I remember guys that I went to high school with who, who I, we played baseball together, and I told you, you know, those poor guys, they when when god was doling out capacities he gave them some of them really good speed gave some of them really good the ability strength but when it came to the, the gray cells in their brain they they really they were lacking and so i, I would try to this is just what friends did you know i would do, many times I'd do their homework for them, but I'd sit there with them and say, okay, now look, you're going to have to understand, why is this this way? What is the, how, did you, how did we get to this answer? And you had to make it so simple for them so that they could understand how to do this thing in math. Or why is this important? What, what was the significance of this in history class? And, and just make it, dumb it, I hate to say this, dumb it down so that they could grasp it. And I know that it wasn't just because they were not going to study. They just didn't, they just didn't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like that, that I, I, I think the solution, you know, like the Democrats and the progressives want to level the playing field by making everything so dumb that every student passes. God help us in our society if if that really passes. But how do you bring high-level understanding to people who are quick and will discover while at the same time taking those messages, boiling them down, and making them so that other people who are maybe kind of slow can understand. That's one of the things we face. And I believe the Spirit wants to, to help us to be able to do that. And it really came, it, it became apparent to me. I, I think Sunday night I was exhausted. We had prayer time Sunday, and I know you were part of that. I just laid up on the platform during when Elizabeth and Katie were singing, and 
you know, we had communion, but I just laid up there, and I was exhausted. I think I even communicated to you. I felt like I was poured out, and you said you'd be praying for me, and I appreciate that. But that evening, I was sitting there and I, at my home by myself, and I thought, Lord, yeah, we're going to do what we said we're going to do, and we're going to teach these things in semesters, but we've also got to be able to produce something. How do you, what is the colloquialism? You don't want to call people slow. That's not what I mean. But how can we, how can we produce something alongside this that takes the same message and can communicate it to people in a way that they'll be able to yeah, I, I see this in the Word. I may not understand it all, but I, I at least get the, the rudimentary factors. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, folks, we're all in this together, saints. And we, we, I think, I think you understand, especially those of you who are in leadership roles, you know, even in your own congregation or your prayer group that, but then there are just some people that are flippant. I don't have a whole lot of patience for that. But if somebody is really hungry and desirous of, of understanding, how do we present this so that they can take it? And move forward. Because really, we're all that before God. You know, his infinitesimal capacity of understanding, we're like, who are we in the face of that? But yet, God's Spirit finds a way to guide us into truth. Um, and maybe like you said earlier, maybe to do and to teach, maybe God does bring us into something and he leads us into doing it. And because we do it, then we have a greater capacity to understand. I think there's probably a link that's the answer to what we're saying here found in that. But then... How to, like some of these topics, like Necham or Palal, how do you lead somebody in the doing of that? that those are high-level capacities in the spirit. I know, but I, I think that, I, I think it comes down to the Holy Spirit. I mean, and I mean, didn't he say, I go to my father and I send the Holy Spirit to teach you in all things. And I think that you can, I mean, you can lay it out there in 12 different ways, but if a person is not open to receive it by the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, to receive it and apply it, then that's on them. That's on me, you know, it's not on me. So I think that there's a dual responsibility here. Yeah, we have a responsibility as teachers and as a communication center to present simplistic way that the Holy Spirit allows us to do that. But not to dumb it down so much that it's so diluted 
that yeah. you you, le- you lose the essence of truth. And so I think that we have to really just trust the Holy Spirit to guide us in this process and, 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 and be uh, a tangible resource on both sides, on both yeah. ends. That's true. Because you can, I mean, I could prepare a meal, a gourmet meal, 10 different ways, the same dish, 10 different ways. But if the person I'm serving isn't hungry and doesn't choose to eat it, I can't force that. You know what I mean? It, and that's a terrible analogy. But I think that it's, this is definitely something for us to pray about and really <laughs> pursue. That's true. <laughs> but you, you can't take the lazy out of somebody. That, well, write that down. Can't. Write that down. That that could be one of your quotes. And you can't you, you can't make somebody be disciplined. And I can tell you that this is a struggle. This is part of our humanity. This is part of that each one of us to overcome and and invest ourselves and discipline ourselves and position ourselves spirit open to receive. And I. I mean, I, I'm I, I'm not a rocket scientist, but I know with the help of the Holy Spirit, if I apply myself enough, I can comprehend and I can walk in these truths and live these truths, and even God has allowed me to teach them. Yeah. I've never went to seminary. I never, you know, I don't have that kind of training, but the training that I got is incomparable to any of that, I think. But, and well. I, I mean, I'm not... I'm not trying to harp on anything. I'm just saying that this is a resp- it's, it's a dual responsibility. Right. Well, you're you're better off not having gone to seminary. <laughs> well, I, kind of, I kind of feel like I did. I mean, I feel like. Well, that's true. Yeah, you you have. I feel like we got taught by the master of all masters. Uh, yeah, the Lord has just led us all into wonderful things, and um. But anyway, I think Hank was telling us that we're way past time. Um, I, I again, I, I'm also grateful. You know, this this isn't the preferable way to bring you into the conversation. I'd rather you be here across the table. Um, but at least the chit chat really worked well today, didn't it? We we went off into some crazy places. <laughs> All right. Well, happy February, everybody. And we, we believe that um, this is going to be a month of breakthrough, the, we, uh, the, the month of the evangelist. And we speak breakthrough into your life. Uh, of course, again, you know, remember, we, we, can't, uh, we can't cast the laziness out of anybody, but we do believe for, for, uh, for breakthrough. Hey, I do have one thing to add, and we can end on this. Okay. I just got a text from Vicki from Portsmouth. John and she she said she knew that they were in that boat in the beginning she said we didn't understand this walk of purpose fully but we knew it was in God's word and that we had to embrace it or we would die on the vine so I agree fully with what you all are saying so there's from the mouth of somebody that can testify that it's like you your spirit agrees with it because you know it's God and yet you don't fully understand it. And I think just that measure of agreement and alignment 
say yes this, his spirit will come in and so anyway, thank you, Vicky, for that. Oh wow. Well <laughs> now it's time to say goodbye to all our family. It's not MOS M O U what what is it? What it what was it? M I C K E Y M O U S E. I don't know what, what name we could spell out, you know, we could spell out Jesus. We'll work on that for next time for a new theme song. <sighs> Thanks for joining us today. And thank you, Vicky, for that word of encouragement. Thank you, Monica. We speak continued healing and recovery to you and and um We'll look forward to tomorrow, Wednesday Night Live, and to the next time we can all be together. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining. Goodbye, everybody.